Hello, and welcome to episode 226 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where we provide unquestionable value, and value always in keeping with our advertising, week after week. I'm uh, Chief Marketing Officer Tom. I'm SEO expert Brian. And I'm Golden Parachute Cam. <laughs> And before you bail out of this episode, we will remind you that we really get some uh, handsome compensation when you check us out weekly on iTunes. Uh, actually, we don't. It was a whole corporate joke, get it? <laughs> anyway, this week, in case our uh, opening banter did not clue you in, we are going to be discussing uh, some corporate practices company practices, brand practices, let's say, uh, as it comes to advertising and then uh, meeting the expectations of that advertising. And there are, we'll do so through a number of high profile examples of uh, properties and franchises and so on that have generated a lot of hype and then totally dropped the ball and did not deliver what, what it was uh, implied that they would. But before we do that, we will deliver what we always imply we will by kicking off our episode in standard format with our weekly geekly, the geekly weekly update. And Cam, I know you've been up to a great deal this week. So what's going on? Yeah, speaking of great deal, uh, I just got in my new uh, fifty cent uh, Star Wars headphones. I have the uh, Stormtrooper edition on right now. Uh, I got a couple of other ones as well. Uh, super deal on Amazon if you want to check those out. Um, Let's see, what else have I been doing? I have been um, the, uh, let's see, uh, oh, I've been, uh, I, I caught the final episode of The Night Of on HBO. I know I talked about it last week and I was excited for the uh, the final episode and it li- lived up to expectations. It was freaking awesome. Really good. They had, it was like a two hour long finale and it was, it was spectacular. Um, so I suggest you guys check that out if you have HBO. Um, was at the adventure game store playing some games this week. Um, you know, just settling into my professor schedule at the, uh, local law school here. Um, and, uh, yeah, just getting ready for, um, getting ready for fall. I'm, I'm excited that summer's sort of coming to an end and, and we're going to start moving on into fall. I mean, I can't believe it's uh, basically September already. Yeah. For, you know what, that crisp fall air will, uh, permeate south florida and you'll have to put on a sweater yeah it'll 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 be 88 instead of 95 (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) awesome i uh imagine you in your in your class with your uh tweeds tweed sweater on or uh, yeah with the leather with the leather uh uh, patches or whatever yeah yeah leather patches on the elbows and uh, writing on an old school chalkboard is it a tweed jacket with leather patches or is it a Leather jacket with tweed patches. I can never. Uh, can never I, I mean, I. You could tell me either, and they sound fine as long as you <laughs> use the word tweed. Yeah, I, that just screams professor. Just throw on a bow tie, and you're fine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. I, on a board I serve on, I'm I'm on there with a gentleman who is a professor at a local university, and this guy is the embodiment of a professor. Oh, he, really? Yeah, he conducts himself as a professor. He uses those dollar fifty words all the time, you know, and it constructs like meaningful sentences. You don't lose his meaning um, yeah. in the process. He's not just trying to force them in. 
And uh, <laughs> I don't know, Cam, you could take some lessons from this guy uh, to be the stereotypical. <laughs> I, I like professor. to be the common man. You know, I like to be the common man's professor. Oh, know? I'm one. Of, I'm one of you. Look, I got flip flops on that guy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I uh, not necessarily flip flops, but you know, I, I, I try to you know connect with the people. I, I got wanna, you. I don't want to live in an ivory tower. Okay. Yeah, you turn the chair around backwards and you sit on it. And, yeah. yeah so let's, let's let's mix it up, guys. You know. Like, <laughs> How about you teach the class today? <laughs> alternative <laughs> alternative learning. <laughs> Nice, man. Well, I'm glad uh, fall is falling your way. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite season, actually, and because uh, it has some cool holidays. How about you, Brian? You getting ready for the leaves to change down here in our tropical climate? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've been I've been ready since like day two. <laughs> the, the, the weather needs to go. Yeah, it's been brutal, right? Like just a hot, humid, long, miserable summer. Yeah. Bad news. I, I I've been spending a lot of time kind of on my PlayStation Four. I think I mentioned before, like No Man's Sky was kind of the last game I was really looking forward to, like announced for the system ever. Like I don't really know where to go next as far as gaming goes, but I've been using it for uh, Netflix, YouTube, um, Amazon Prime Video, like all that kind of stuff. Um, which is funny because I, I do have a Roku, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I wanted to use my PS4 for something. So I, I have been watching, I've been binging, um, uh, I, I don't remember their Japanese names, uh, Robotech. Okay. They, they released nice. uh, Macross and I think it's called Super Dimensional, Super Dimensional Army Southern Cross, which is like the second little series. So kind of reliving my childhood that way sweet man nice is it uh everything you remember and more uh yeah it's it's neat because i mean i had the comics uh read the novelizations uh collected the vhs collected the dvds i mean i've I've never really stopped watching them but you don't really get to see like these are the japanese version so this is not a robotech like this right, is right. the the source material, so it's a little bit different for me. And uh, I, I've seen the Macross stuff before, but I, I don't think I've ever seen the the Japanese Southern Cross. And hopefully they'll do uh, Genesis Climber Mespiata, you know, next season or whatever, and I'll get to see more original content. And for those that don't know, our series Robotech was a stitched together. Uh, was really stitched together out of three separate series, all three of which you just mentioned. Right? Yeah. I always thought it was weird that there were no like like the the other alien just kind of you know bailed and suddenly all the technology was different. But I didn't really care. It, it's very funny to me that like some Americans somewhere thought like ah the the robots transform just sling them together. <laughs> like I mean I think that was that's it. all they have in common. That's all they have in common. Right, right, right. Yeah, the kids just like one thing it turns into another. Like the Rubik's cube. I don't know. Just just make it happen. If the deals had gone differently, the robots like from Transformers could have shown up. Like, I'm pretty sure that at a certain point, Jetfire, there was a run of the Jetfire Transformer, who was just like a, a just a Valkyrie from uh, from Macross or from Robotech. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's what he was anyway. But oh man, 
Awesome. So uh, keep some nostalgia. That sounds great. Good use for your uh, PS4 too. And uh, yeah, I, since I'm watching videos on PS4, I've actually been using my old 360 to play games. I've been playing through uh, Symphony of the Night. Oh, nice. Uh, yet again, really like that game. It, it's kind of starting to show its age now. Like not exactly what I uh, remembered it as, but still a, just a great game. Yeah, you know, you and I had played Rondo of Blood back in the day for the PC Engine, Brian. And so I think we had kind of a that that had been my favorite Castlevania or yeah. Dracula, I guess, as they call it, Japan to date. But Symphony, Symphony of the Night was like it might it's a better game, I think. But, you know, in terms of if it's place in my heart, I don't know if it necessarily wins. But damn, it's a it's in contention. Game's awesome. I, I'm not sure I could choose. Yeah. We were easily impressed back in the day, though. If a game talked, we were like, whoa. <laughs> now that's just like take it for granted. All right. Anything else? No, no. Sadly, that, that, that's that been it. Um, between cons. So I've, I've been uh, vegetating. Okay. All right. Well, I've also been vegetating, but uh, I have reason to. It's my birthday week. And today, actually, we are recording Ooh. this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Happy birthday, Tom. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Recording this on my birthday. Special, special gift to me. Um, yeah, I had a good birthday week. My very considerate companion arranged a lot of get-togethers and hangouts. and uh, I got all sorts of cool gifts. Brian actually was kind enough to go and get all of the books I have subscribed to but not picked up, which were... He probably was like, oh, it's a, what could it be? A few books. He gets there, it's like a stack. <laughs> like, are you sure? Uh, but Brian went and bought all those for me. So my subscription box is empty at the comic store now. And uh, it's, it's all those comic book. Uh, it's all those uh, Star Wars comics and a couple of um, gem comics. Those are for my companion. I don't I, I, I definitely don't read those. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for that, Brian. It was cool. Cool seeing you. And went to Dave and Buster's. And I don't. This might actually be more rewarding Basically, everybody there was just like sour and kind of like lamenting the state of the arcade as we like played a game here and there, which, you know, I actually I enjoyed that. <laughs> I really did enjoy that. I got to show you how stupid this is. Come look. All they do is shoot pinballs now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's actually actually broken. They don't they don't even shoot anymore. It's... Yeah, the, the goat. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. There's this format of arcade cabinet where you sit down and it's two people side by side and you man these little turrets. And the first one I ever played, I think, was Transformers. And they've done it for like every big property you can think of. Well, they have a Ghostbusters one that doesn't really have much to do with the new movie. It just you're fighting like all the classic Ghostbusters villains. But this one, the innovation is instead of just like shooting them with this light gun and having them all die it shoots ping pong balls. So there was this enclosure and you were like firing ping pong balls out. Well, that had since last time I was at David Buster's that had broken. And so now you didn't even get to see that. I, I go, I go look at this dumb gimmick and it doesn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sh show, you know, kind of talked about arcades in general and their possible resurgence or, you know, probable extinction. And then uh, a friend of mine tried out the star Wars battle pod. He liked it, but you know, his criticism was the same as, as ours, which is it's kind of an on rail. It's cool. It's Star Wars, but it's kind of an on rails. Eh, I don't know. I was expecting something else. I don't. I don't know if if you saw this 
or, or, or if, if anyone else did, I, I know uh, Chris actually from the show saw it. He and I were bad mouthing it like right around the corner from the star Wars, like gigantic pod. There's like some shitty, like dream maker game. And it's the exact same thing. Like, you know, you go through like somebody's dream and it's all like crazy psychedelic, like totally terrible graphics, but you shoot stuff. It has motion. How, how can Star Wars Wait, not? What? So it's the same. It's a pod style game like that, but it actually moves. It's not a pod, but it's everything except the pod. Like it's, oh. it's the, the the big screens, and you sit down, and and it moves, and it's the exact same thing except there's no pod gimmick, and it moves instead of of not. Wow, I totally missed that. I I, I blame Chris for not pointing that out to me. <laughs> Though I thank you for coming to my party. Thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I can't believe I missed out on that. So yeah, you would think a high profile, this kind of feeds into tonight's episode, a high profile property like Star Wars would pull out all the stops for the arcade game. Um, yeah, and I, I honestly, I was expecting this to be an improved version of that old Star Wars trilogy arcade game, if you remember that. Where you would fight with a lightsaber and like do the trench run. And I forgot what the third scenario was. Probably speeder bikes. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Anyway, well, David Busters, it's uh, it's arcadey enough, and we had a nice time and hung out, and uh, I got all sorts of sweet gifts, lots of nice home automation stuff, and some cool Star Warsy stuff. I now have a uh, space slug puppet that my companion absolutely adores. I slip it on and slip into space slug mode. And she loves the dulcet sounds of his gravelly voice as I talk to her like this. <laughs> she loves it. She really thanked the people that got it for me. <laughs> but yeah, cool birthday week. And uh, let's see, apart from that, gaming wise, just do a little more Batman uh, Arkham Knight. The tank combat, like I still can't get over tank combat in a ba- Batman game. It seems a little bit out of place, but uh, the game is really good. Batman does prefer to do his killing up close and personal. <laughs> he does not kill, actually. This, this, game, this game is all about bad guys trying to get him to kill, and he will not kill. He's, he's, he's not the broken Batman of the uh, current DC run. Oh, and I will say during my birthday party, Brian and Cliff, you know, my friend Cliff and some other people, we were in a pretty good conversation where I, I'm the only man standing when it comes to my side of that argument. So I realize that now. Um, but I still will defend those movies on their own for what they are on their own terms until I die. (laughs) That's pretty much it for me. Just, uh, plenty of birthday stuff. And well, I'm trying to, I'm pausing here awkwardly because I'm trying to segue into the word news, but I can't cam. So why don't you just give us (laughs) the latest with the news extravaganza? No problem. Um, Let's see. So speaking of the latest and greatest, uh, I have not watched it yet, but apparently the season, um, Stranger Things is a really popular show on Netflix. Yeah, it's good. Um, they just announced that season two will be up uh, next year in 2017. So they're already in the works of making season two, which delighted many, many, many people on the Internet. Um, I will definitely be watching Stranger Things over the next couple of weeks. I just have so many books and other series and things to get to get through that I'm just uh, that's sort of it's on my list but it's, it's down the line a bit um so 
be ready for that in 2017. Nice. Um, let's see. This one's for you, Tom. Nintendo. Um, do you remember back in the day uh, playing? Were, were you a big fan of Hot Wheels? Were you guys all? Yeah. You guys oh yeah. Love your Hot Wheels. Yeah. Well, it's taken quite a while, but finally, uh, Nintendo and Hot Wheels have merged, and um, they're going to make. Um, they're they're basically going to make cars. They're going to make some um, uh, Hot Wheels cars out of uh, Nintendo properties. Nice. So you've got like you know basically Mario Kart but Hot Wheels essentially. Are they going to have little RFID chips that you need to activate special characters? <laughs> I don't think so. Unfortunately, I think they're just going to be the cars. <laughs> they're just going to be the cars. Unfortunately. Um, so yeah, they're gonna they're, they look pretty cool. The, the ones I've seen on the internet look pretty look pretty good. I think um, little metal. Like just the the craftsmanship of Hot Wheels with the Star Wars or with the Star Wars series, with the Nintendo characters could be could be really yeah. cool. And that uh, I mean, it's just going to be more stuff to clutter my house. I'm sure, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But hey, you know. Um, let's see, Warner Brothers. Um, you know, we've talked a couple times about you know Rowling and, and Harry Potter and stuff. Well, apparently they're pushing really really hard to make this Cursed Child, uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, into a sequel harry potter sequel oh yeah so um looks like they're gonna try to back up the brinks truck to uh well they want daniel radcliffe to be harry potter so looks like they're they're gonna push really hard to try to get him to agree to play a 12 or 13 year old version uh, older version of himself uh and uh step in as harry potter and the cursed child Wow. I I really got the impression Rowling was like, no, this is my last nod to the series and then I'm done. But yeah, that Briggs truck is dumping pounds on her as we speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 definitely making a huge play to try to get that made because they know I mean, they know it's just going to it's going to make, you know, oodles of money. So I'm a little surprised you guys aren't more excited about that. Um, man, I get. Yeah, I'm just not excited because i'm not i like the property of harry potter i like the stuff that's grown up around it but it wasn't this like you know it wasn't a crucial part of my personal canon i guess as long as it's not like actually beating harry potter the character to death like forcing him into these weird situations or you know making him the professor now or some something like that as long as it's like in that universe i'm excited as shit i think that was cool i love that place yeah i mean i mean i'm excited about it but it's it's just like you know okay (laughs) you know it's like there's so many other things that are coming out i guess that i'm more excited about like rogue one and uh, well i mean not just rogue one but all the successive star wars properties and you know there's things that i'm a lot more excited about yeah there isn't the place in my heart for harry potter that there would be if i wasn't such a huge star wars fan i guess but i i am excited i I didn't mean to downplay it that it's cool it's cool for the fans that this could be a, a perpetual series or you a universe going forward as you said brian i'm more excited about that than i am the next marvel you know what? I'll join you. I'll join you in that. I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, and that's no like slam against Marvel. I'm just saying like, it's a slight slam for me. The civil war was a little, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't overwhelmed by that one. 
Well, speaking of Marvel Civil War and uh, the Marvel series, um, so I guess Star War and Star Wars. Um, I guess episodes episode seven and um, the the Force Awakens and uh, uh, Captain America Civil War um, previously held the number one spot of views of a teaser trailer in the first twenty four hours. They they each had around about 61 million views within their first 24 hours of, you know, putting out their teaser trailers. Disney dropped their newest teaser trailer and it got 91.8 million views. So 33, whatever, 30, 30 ish percent more than uh, than both of them and uh, almost, you know, almost as much as them combined. And uh, guess what movie it was for? Moana? No. Beauty and the Beast. Yes, the live action. Starring Emma Watson, also Harry Potter alumni. So see how everything's sort of coming together? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so she is breaking. Yeah, they are record. They're breaking records. Continue. uh, Disney continues to uh, exert their dominance over movies. And, uh, uh, you know, we we talk about Marvel. We talk about DC. But let's not forget that Disney, Pixar, those guys are are. head and shoulders above the rest i think when it comes to when it comes to movies um so yeah they they crushed that uh that record um speaking of crushing um grumpy cat um i know this might not end well yeah we are all big fans of grumpy cat um grumpy cat is suing for six hundred thousand dollars uh the owners of grumpy cat i guess uh because i guess this um uh, four years ago or, you know, when the meme kicked off and everything or whatever, some company called grumpy cat grumpuccino, um, decided, to, <laughs> decided to bottle, uh, you know, this basically, it was like one, it's, you know, it's just one of those like, uh, on the go cold cappuccino type, you know, things or whatever. And a company called grenade beverage decided to make grumpy cat grumpuccino. Uh, they sold it marketed it, did all that stuff, but they never bothered to go to grumpy cat and ask for his permission or to license, um, it. And, uh, so now they're getting sued by grumpy cat. Wow. Yeah. So the claws are out. (laughs) Yeah. The claws are out. Yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, basically they're saying, um, listen, uh, you know, you know, we, we, we didn't overstep our bounds, um, I don't even know how they have like a defense, but you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, basically they've are, I guess grumpy cats already gotten 150,000 out of them, but they're seeking another 600,000. Wow. So we'll see if grumpy cat gets paid. Who, who knew that grumpy cat was a force to be reckoned with, uh, on such a level. What's funny is I just think about like grumpy cat going in there in like a suit into the courtroom. <laughs> right. Know, like, like uh, give me my money. <laughs> like, I mean, Grumpy Cat's going to get pissed. What do you expect? Is there is there a legal term for a case that's almost not even worth? I mean, it's so one sided; it's almost not even worth going through the procedure. Oh yeah, well, they, I mean, typically those are disposed of what's called by the, what's called summary judgment, um, yeah. where they, the the judge decides that look, we're not even going to a trial. I'm summarily going to judge that you are a loser, and we, you know the other side wins. Uh, and we're not going to waste the court's time. Wow. Um, but the burden to you know, like the burden to get past that is pretty low because obviously everyone should have their day in court. But I mean, unless it's just like, so basically it's just gotta be just so cut and dry that like no jury would ever reasonably find, you know, for the other side. 
well, I think of the judge might be a cat lover. I summarily yeah. decide that this is yes. the perfect case and Grumpy yes. Cat wins. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I got that one. That was good. And um, last but not least, speaking of, you know, just sort of segue into our sort of overhyped type uh, discussion later. Um, did you guys see that SETI supposedly found like first contact of uh, – some sort of alien signal coming from uh, a, a, a galaxy not too yeah, far away. Yeah, yeah, and and to their credit, they were careful to say, "Listen, we we found a, an interesting signal. We're not going to get any more excited until we know more." Did you guys see? Like today, they announced it was actually like being reflected from Earth. Oh no! Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like the, it's like the Russian military. Oh, for crying <laughs> out loud! See, I'm glad. I'm glad that SETI like knows not to get too excited. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not like uh, what's that movie Contact where like they hear something and ah, everyone just starts mobilizing or whatever. Like it's just, I'm glad they uh, take a more measured approach in real life um, than Jodie Foster did. Yes, yes. And uh, so yeah, uh, I'll end on a Jodie Foster note, and uh, that's the end of the news. Okay, they should have sent a poet. Yeah, yeah, that movie was awful movie's terrible oh you didn't like it i actually like that movie wow well there, there's a shocker <laughs> i i think maybe it was the matthew mcconaughey that that ruined it uh, for me hey jody yeah i know that you're a scientist rooted in the scientific method but believe in my magic but i'm a priest yeah and we should, and we should get it on <laughs> like like they had like no like come on jody foster and matthew mcconaughey like zero sexual chemistry and they're supposed to be like a thing you know what i mean well like, that that's how that's the whole thing she can't understand why this guy has an influence over her yeah i don't know man the only the guy the who i liked was the um i forget his name the guy that was like the rich guy that funded her research the guy oh, was like yeah. living living like in space to like slow his cancer yeah that, that was that badass. guy that guy was awesome he didn't give a he didn't give a fuck about anybody but like yeah he was good yeah yeah i thought i, I don't know i i enjoyed that movie but yeah that again that's like saying my dog likes to sniff butts. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I like just about every movie. I enjoy, I like the concept. Like many of these movies, I I really like the concept, but the the execution and the final product usually falls short for me. Sadly, mm. too bad, Cam. I think they tried their best. Anyway, <laughs> talking about execution and falling short of expectations, let's let's transition let's, let's start to the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's get into tonight's topic, which is kind of an overselling or I, I want to call it a, a blundering overselling, but Brian, I think you would probably more characterize it as just straight up false advertising. I, I don't know if it's false, but I think it's, we don't have a product to sell. We'd better create a controversy to sell. Mm. So I guess that's mm. a falsehood. Okay. So uh, give us an, ex there's lots of examples, but Kick off the topic discussion by giving us an example. Uh, well, well the, I guess the, the latest thing, the thing that like really capped it for me is uh, No Man's Sky. Now, now for the record, mm. I don't hate the game. It's definitely not worth 60 bucks. And I really wish like one tenth of the things they said <laughs> were going to be in it. We're in it. But I, I, I don't understand how they can get away with saying it's a multiplayer game and it's so massive. You'll probably never meet anybody else. And what they really mean is 
like we programmed it so there's absolutely no chance even if you're standing right next to each other shooting at each other that you'll ever see each other right that's that's just a falsehood yeah, because I thought what they meant was it is just too vast a universe that if you should encounter somebody else, that will be a special moment because it's a rare occurrence. I didn't think, yeah, it's just an instance, which is what it really is, right? The, the only multiplayer is is the information you upload. Like technically, you can see their effect on your universe, but you, you I mean, there's there's no way for you to interact. So, so you are instanced off. In your own solo instance, right? Basically, yeah. Is that a good way? To yeah, put basically, it? yeah. And uh, and they knew that all along. I mean, they had to have known that. But they were they were definitely implying something different. I, I was under that impression that it was this massive uh, shared universe. Yeah, that's certainly how they represented it in in the. Well, I mean, then again, maybe it was. Uh, what I read more of it was not necessarily what they put out, but the sort of interpretation of many people. So maybe that's where it got lost in the mix, sort of telephone effect, you know, but it was, that was my understanding as well was that it was going to, it's just so big and constantly creating more and more things or whatever areas that you would never be able to like encounter someone else. Right. And the things generated are, are going to be compelling and interesting and you're going to have this unique experience when I think by now we've all seen the footage of the photos of these sort of awful, like just horrible chimeras there <laughs> that are generated by, through these, through these procedures yeah. they've got, they've got out there running. And, and I did actually check the box, like, like right before this episode. I mean, it says multiplayer on it. Mm. Mm. I wonder how they even like passed Sony's certification. You know, you said, you said multiplayer, like where's the multiplayer? Or, or did they just have so much hype that basically they weren't scrutinized? Well, I think that's kind of the problem I have with this tactic. You can see what you named that planet. That's multiplayer. See, you guys are building it together. Mm-hmm. Like, the, technically, I guess that. It's multiplayer, but it's not multiplayer like anyone who has ever played a game would expect it to be. And yes. I think that's it's probably not illegal. It's probably not like actionable, but it's it's really shitty. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me ask you this, though. Do you think it was kind of done cynically and intentionally or do you think they really had every intention of, you know, they were these crazy dreamers who were going to deliver this 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 exactly what they said, but. Time just got away from them and they couldn't deliver by release date. I, I kind of view No Man's Sky as a, a failed Kickstarter because I'm mm. absolutely sure these guys wanted to build this game and they had this idea in mind and they thought, oh, it's Minecraft in space, but infinite piece of cake. And then they made all these pre-sales and they got all this money and they probably started spending the money and eventually... Like they ran out of money, they had to do something, so they just gets gold, release it. Wow. Okay, so possibly good intentions at the outset, and then failing to live up to those the expectations they set. Let's say, can you come up with an example of a project where basically they started off like? How do I put this? 
they were intentionally trying to screw people over. I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a better way to put that. Basically, they'll pass it off as whatever they need to to get one over on the public. Okay, so help me out here because I, I, I'm not as familiar as this because luckily I, I missed this one. But um, Destiny came out. Mm. Everybody was psyched about that for years. It was kind of shitty. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, first-person shooter, fetch quest, multiplayer. It was all right. And then they decided to, like, reboot the whole thing with the expansion. And they charged... It was 80 bucks for the expansion, wasn't it? Yeah, it almost wasn't an expansion. It was like a redo. <laughs> like, hey, well, let's do it right this time, but you pay. And I think, to me, that is purely like like a malicious choice because there's no like oh we couldn't deliver gosh we really ran out like they were like nope here's your game there you go and then they were like but you have to buy it twice yes yeah it's on that second offense that i find them to be kind of like at fault i really think it was another case of we're going to like we're going to t- deliver something even better than Halo. And it's going to have all these RPG elements and it's going to be this thing you're going to want to play for 10 years. It's this 10-year plan we have for this game. And this is only the beginning. And we have such great plans. Just you wait and see. And people quickly couldn't see the vision. And then they were like, all right, we're going to make them see the vision. And then they spent all this money probably developing. And then like the guys in you know, in marketing and accounting were like, no, we got to charge for this. And again... and. Not a terrible game, not a waste, not like a failure of a game, but them selling a different product. Yeah, I I think that could have been handled better for sure. And if you want to talk about not living up to the hype, the game did not live up to its hype. It is a, it's an adequate shooter. Like I, I can't, I couldn't find any fault with its mechanics. I just didn't care. Like I immediately didn't care. The story just wasn't there. Apparently, you had to go read all this stuff online, which I didn't care to learn. I I characterize it uh, to somebody I was playing with as just, uh, I run into one room full of screaming monsters and kill them, and then, you know, another room full of screaming monsters awaits. (laughs) I just wasn't interested. And, yeah, I I think that was, regardless of to what degree they intended it, definitely failed to live up to expectations. And now not everyone's bought into it. Like, where's the 10-year plan now? Like, they just like, hmm, just play that same game again and again and again. Well, the people I talk to who still play Destiny are fans and will defend it. But I don't think... I might be wrong. Maybe they have a huge player base. But I don't think that they... I don't think they have the next Halo on their hands necessarily. But I may be wrong. I haven't been paying much attention. Uh, has, have there been any new content? Nothing that I've heard about, but that that might say something. I mean, as far as like their 10-year development, they're just like... Yeah, play this for 10 years now. No, I'm assuming they're going to be... You fell 401! I'm assuming (laughs) they're going to be delivering for for a fee DLC and probably some some sprinkling of free stuff too. That's what Battlefront uh, has done. Speaking of games that totally disappointed people, the, the Star Wars Battlefront game. So you've got basically a first person shooter by a company known to put out good first person shooters at star Wars. Like what can go wrong? 
EA, EA can go wrong. Don't ever buy another <laughs> EA game. Yeah, you know, again, mechanically, I don't really find fault with the game. It's fine from the shooting standpoint. The, the spaceships are kind of kind of not so fun. No story. It's a Star Wars game with no story. And like, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but it was just something like, it, it immediately became like, do I want to play this game with a story and dig into this or just like spend a couple hours shooting people in Star Wars? And I think Star Wars deserves something a little more compelling than that. But that's just me. Cam, you've been kind of quiet, but I think I know how to bring you into this conversation, maybe. Brian, another example you cited, and I'm curious to know where you think this fits in on the uh, sort of spectrum of false advertising or giving the middle finger to your potential fan base. Let's talk about Ghostbusters, the recent (laughs) recent reboot starring women. Here's my biggest problem with Ghostbusters, and this has nothing to do with it being women or, you know, anything that it was, but they did not advertise the movie. They advertised the controversy. They advertised, oh, you little man nerds are going to be upset about this. You girls are going to have to go because girl power. <laughs> like, they didn't they didn't have a movie to advertise because if they had shown five minutes of it, you would have gotten the entire story. Like, they had to create this conflict as a product instead of like, hey, our product's really good. You guys should go see it. And that drives me nuts. Well, listen, I mean, just generally, I mean, we all know that controversy, the only thing that like gets more clickbait than controversy is like hot chicks, right? I mean, like, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah. sadly, I mean, it's just, it's just the world we live in. And that's why the Kardashians who are masters of both, you know what I mean? They're hot chicks and they cause a whole bunch of controversy. That's why they're so popular. Right. So I mean, that's essentially, I mean, just look, just look just today. I didn't even cover it in the news because it's so stupid, but like, you know, the singer rapper, Chris Brown. Oh yeah. The guy who likes to knock around room. Yeah. He, he has like a, guess I mean, what he got called doing. Yeah, yeah. He's famous for beating up Rihanna. You know what I mean? I'm not saying the guy doesn't have talent. I'm not saying the guy is, he, he does. I, I will actually say he, I think he is actually very talented. He's a good singer. He can rap. Like he can do all that stuff. Like he's good. And he's actually been in some movies um, and he's been pretty good. So like, I I don't have an issue with him as an entertainer. The problem is, is that like, it just seems very, um, it's just very coincidental that like every time he has something coming out or every time like he needs something like, like he just put out a new single. Right. And then yesterday there is this whole, he's like in a standoff in LA. He has a big mansion in LA where some woman claims that she was at his house and that he pulled a gun on her. And so like, then he's on social media, the cops are outside of his house. And like, it's, it's so funny. It's got like the whole, like, you know, in LA where they like film everything from like yeah. a helicopter, you know, like the whole OJ kind of thing. They've got like, you know, standoff at Chris Brown's house. And then he's inside posting like on Instagram and on fa- Facebook. What do you mean standoff? I'm just sitting here. I'm like, he's like, I didn't do anything. I'm just chilling in my house. Like, why are you guys bothering me? You they know? knocked so on like, his door. He said, got a warrant. Come back with one. Yeah. Standoff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The guy just exercised his his constitutional rights. That look, I'm not going anywhere with you. I'm not, you're not coming into my house unless you have a warrant and, you're, and you do everything you need to do to to get me to go. And then I'll yeah, like you said, it's a standoff. 
it's ridiculous. But I mean, legal legalities, you know, legality, legal legalities. <laughs> God, I'm a terrible lawyer. Um, legalities aside, um, you know, it's a little coincidental. Seems a little convenient that his movie or his album or whatever it is, his single just came out, and now he's got all this media buzz and media media coverage. Uh, that's a new, that's a new low for <laughs> for hype building, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, unless you consider punching a young he, woman he in the beat face, the shit and, <laughs> out of Rihanna, dude. I mean, that that isn't necessarily a yeah, that isn't necessarily a high, but I mean, yeah, he kicked the shit out of her, and uh, um, you know, his popularity only grew, and her popularity skyrocketed afterwards. <sighs> so. I'm not, I'm not in any way implying I'm not in any way implying that like she wanted it or it was her fault or anything like that. But is it out of the realm of possibilities that they cooked that up together? I don't know. You, well, you know that's what I, mean? I was kind of understating it when I said that's a new low, but I yeah. almost wouldn't put it past people. Well, I certainly wouldn't put it past. I'm not saying like okay, violence against women is never tolerable. It's never, it's never, it's never okay. Even if the woman quote unquote, you know, like in this situation, even if they set it up somehow, like, you know, I'm not saying that they did, but even if they did still wouldn't be acceptable because that just shits on other women and makes, you know what I mean? Like, no, but, um, I'm not saying that they cooked it up and that like, you know, he's, you know, she said, okay, beat me up. And then we're going to have this whole thing because that really made him look like shit. So I don't know that he would have agreed to that, but certainly her PR team ran with that. And there, and I mean, her, if you, if you look at that, like that point, she has, her popularity has grown exponentially since that event. And so I'm not saying she wanted it to happen. I'm not saying it in any way it deserves, she deserved for it to happen, but she certainly exploited it. And that's good. Good for her. I mean, I guess turning a negative into a positive. Um, but uh, what does it say about us as a society that we buy into that? You know? Nothing good. <laughs> Honestly, nothing good. Just like to, to discuss the Ghostbusters thing. I mean, using kind of social division and gender and identity politics as a selling point for your movie. <laughs> what does that say? I mean, it's bad enough when, like, politicians do it. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I don't think we need to do it for fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I think your creative output should speak for itself, and you should advertise the content, uh, creating these controversies and, and so on around your creative output just seems like a cheap way out. Well, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, because, I mean, Tom, I, I know, Tom, you are a huge wrestling fan. I was, I've been, been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. And, you know, what sells? The heel, right? I mean, you always, you know, Iron Sheik came out. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everyone hated Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov and all that because, like, right. they were, they were like, the bad guys. You always got to have the villain, you know, and, and you see it in boxing. You know, the, the Floyd Mayweather has played that part to perfection to the tune of, like, almost a billion dollars. You know what I mean? So, like, the guy, like, people, know, like, it's not like they don't know what they're doing. I, this is not... It, they're not just stumbling through this and, 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 you know, they know exactly what they're doing when they're playing the heel or they're playing the villain. And that's fine. People have been doing that for years, for, for many, many years, even back to the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, even before that, probably. But I think my, I guess my question is, is how far, you know, just, and this is sort of permeates everything in our society. How far is too far? You know what I mean? How far are you going to go in doing that? That's that's really the question. I mean, Brian, what do you think? I don't know. 
I'm, I'm not really sure where the limit is, honestly. I'm somewhere in the middle because as Iron Sheik and, and Nikolai and everything like that, their product was still good. Like, I mean, I, I understand they weren't really assholes. They weren't really like terrorists, but yeah. like that character was quality. Like I, I loved those guys when I was a kid. You're, you're totally right that that was selling it, but they didn't have to go around like, you know, kicking dogs on the street or like slapping women or anything like that. Like, people kind of got like a character like this yeah, is entertainment and, yes and and wow I, I can't believe i'm actually about to hold wwe up as the model of like restraint and good judgment <laughs> but you know they still have these these caricature type characters on occasion it doesn't sell quite as well as it did in the 80s like they've tried to pass off the evil like russian you know vladimir putin fan and nobody we, we don't have a cold war environment but Neither do you see them like, you know, have uh, four guys come out in head to toe black, you know, uh, garb with like curved scimitars, like we're the ISIS crew, you know, like <laughs> they, they know where to draw the line. They should, but they just should have them be getting their ass beat every time. Like, well, yeah, they could. I mean? Right, like, right. They just have them just be getting knocked out every, you know. Um, no, but they definitely should have like a Kim Jong-un, you know, like a North yeah. Korean. That would be awesome. <laughs> My name's Little Kim. Yeah. He comes out and just gets his ass kicked all the time. That, right. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it, it would be entertaining, but I think even WWE, like, I don't know. They, they stop short of just like outright pandering like that, which I would find entertaining to see like the ISIS, <laughs> the ISIS guys get their ass kicked every, every time around. But um you know, then you're you're almost just into like vile like mob propaganda at that point, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, then you'd get like, well, cause I think I think the reason that they stopped is not necessarily well, a because probably it doesn't sell, but the reason it doesn't sell is because of the PC police, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, because then you'd have well, all, not all Arabs are ISIS. <laughs> I'm triggered. Not, not all <laughs> Koreans are. You know, I mean, right, God. right, 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 right. And then you'd have to give the like nauseatingly predictable. No, we're not saying they're all ISIS. We're just right. saying these four guys are ISIS. Like, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Although they could uh, have a character called the the, uh, the oppressor, and when he comes out, like the jumbotron, <laughs> like displays trigger warning, and then he comes yeah. like walking out. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I, Brian, I, I agree with Brian one hundred percent. It's that, like, okay, yeah, it's well, it's 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 two two sign, you know, two questions, right? How far is too far? And even if it is too far, are we willing to forgive that if the product is good? You know, I, I think I think we're less apt to forgive the overhype if the product sucks because then we feel duped, right? But then the third issue is, how long are we going to keep getting duped? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like how many times are we going to be like, okay, I guess I'll go check this movie out and then be like, oh my God, I, I wa the movie was so terrible and be so surprised, like... I mean, fuck, like we, we know that like most of these movies are going to be shitty. And, and w w what spurred me to want to do this episode was it's getting worse and worse. They can like actually say shit that's not in their game now. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Why not? 32 bit multiplayer. Oh, sure. Uh, that's gibberish. Shut up. Ah, it's in there. Yeah, I, yeah I, I guess. 
making that, giving that example, Brian, and then trying to answer Cam's question. I don't know. I don't know when we're going to stop getting duped because if we, if we weren't dupes, they would stop <laughs> doing it. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we need to return to like relying on game reviews before we buy, you know, and then having early copies. Yeah, we have to stop pre-ordering. Yeah, really? Yeah. I, I... That is such a fake, like, creation so i did not pre-order no man's sky and it kind of snuck up on me like i didn't even know it was out and everybody was talking about it and i was like ah oh, damn i gotta go get that so i went to target oh we only got four in we're completely sold out went to another target oh we only got four in we're completely sold out lowered myself to go to gamestop well we have 300 of them but did you reserve it <laughs> no well i can't sell you any Dude, first off, there's no way 300 people in this one area reserved it. There's no way they're all three going to pick it up before you get another shipment tomorrow. Stop vlogging with me. Artificial scarcity. For, forgive me. I'm sorry. I, I lowered myself even further. I went to a Walmart. They had 300 of them. They sold me one. Wow. Wow. Th there's no such thing as scarcity. It was available on PlayStation Network. You could just download it without doing all that shit. I'm just stupid for liking physical items. Stop yeah. pre-ordering. I mean, I'm a sucker for pre-ordering because I like the free tchotchkes they give you sometimes. But I see I see some value in that. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm part of the problem because I'm throwing money at a product before it's proven. And I never really appreciated the, the role of the games journalists or the games reviewers as much as I do now. Well, and, even those are purchased. Okay, Let's just assume they had integrity back in the day. <laughs> I don't know. I, I maybe I'm just what's the word I'm looking for? Over nostalgizing, if that's a word, the the past when it comes to like the integrity of game reviews and and having like a gatekeeper like that. But I I, I think we would benefit from one. Yeah, in, in the past, I don't I don't think in in the '90s, friends, it was such a thing to buy positive reviews or to threaten to deny access in favor of positive reviews. That that's kind of a recent thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so kind of swaying the reviews is yeah. It's a little the, the media is a little more corruptible now. And for the record, because I I'm, I'm actually kind of into indie games. If you want to kickstart a game go for it like do that but i don't know pre-purchase something from ea you're wasting your money ask him put the money in the bank yeah. and earn interest on it for three years <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point i mean plucky upstart ea doesn't really need your support that's all they're doing is making interest off of it good point yeah that's true that's true they are kind of holding out to my money aren't they well, and that comes back to what I, what I, why I've stopped doing Kickstarter on almost anything, unless they're going to give me something exclusive and something that I wouldn't otherwise get. That's of some, you know, respectable value. Then why would you, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you're telling me I'm going to get it early, or if you're telling me that I'm going to get it with, you know, a, a DLC, you know, if it's a video game, like exclusive DLC that no one else is going to have, or an exclusive item that I can use in game or, or, you know, in a board game exclusive, uh, you know, uh, promo cards or promo characters or whatever. Okay. That makes sense. I'm willing to put up my 40, 50 bucks or whatever it is 
you know, four, four months, hopefully, you know, maybe like two years in advance <laughs> yes. um, to, to, to get that benefit, you know, but why would you do it otherwise? You know, why are you going to give them? Because you might not be able to get it day yeah. one. You'll be able to get it. Don't worry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You'll definitely be able to get it. And even if you don't, the world's not going to end guy, you know? Right. And you don't need that doll. You don't need that doll for your display case that they're yeah. going to try to give you. <laughs> Yeah. But well, I mean, one other aspect, guys, too, is that like, you know, I think as a society and and like in general in business, you want to have you want to be able to give advertisers and and product, you know, people that put out products some sort of leadway in terms of like what they can do to, you know, produce to to advertise their product. Right. I mean, there's this concept in, in, in law called puffery. And, you know, for you to puff up your, your product and there's it's for years, I mean, back to like old school England, there's been like a, a, a constant fight and, and battle to define, well, when does it get from mere puffery to actual lies to the consumer as to what, you know, what you're going to provide or what, what your product does, you mm. know? And really this is just sort of the modern age of us still having that same discussion, you know? And Really, it comes to, to me. It comes down to what the court sort of look at, and and it's a, um, you know, is it is it false or misleading, um, and b is it something that's really gonna like you know, uh, uh, I, I mean that's the main thing is, is is it false or misleading, you know, I mean if you and is it reasonably, and and even if it is false or misleading, is it reasonable for someone to assume what they're saying is true. So like if you're walking down the street, I think it's like big or I forget what movie it was or it might be it might, might have been Elf. Where you're like you're walking down the street in New York and it's like world's best cup of coffee. I mean, is it reasonable to assume that that really is the world's best cup of coffee at a greasy <laughs> at a greasy spoon diner? Like, can you sue them because you didn't get the world's best cup of coffee? Probably not. But if someone's promising you a certain thing and you're, I mean, and it's reasonable to believe that that's what they're they're gonna deliver. Uh, then I think you have, you know, I think you have some cause to be, to be upset after that, if they don't deliver that. I mean, if they give you like tea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the, the seminal case is like this case. And, and I learned it in law school. I don't even know how it's stuck in my head. It's called Carlisle versus uh carbolic smoke ball company. I believe carbolic something. What it's, I think it was Carlisle versus carbolic. I remember that. And essentially it was like this influenza cure and they promised their, their, their people, like, if you buy this, you're definitely going to get cured. And we're so, you know, we're, we're so confident in our product that we're going to put, you know, X amount of pounds in the bank. And so if you aren't cured, then you can get your money back or you can get paid X dollars or whatever. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but like, that's what the court looked at. And it was like, listen, it's one thing if you're saying that, you know, we believe that this is going to cure you. And, or we think that this has a, re, you know, a good chance of helping you out with your influenza. It's a whole nother thing to, to, to guarantee to someone that they're going to be cured and then put money in a bank account or say you're going to put money in a bank account to, to give them, you know, to, to reimburse them or to give them a, a fee because, you know, your product didn't work. Uh, because they tried to claim that they were like, oh, we were just promoting our product. We were just puffing, you know, we're just puffing it up. Uh, but the court ruled against them. So, I think we sort of need to keep that in mind in parallel with whether or not we're stupid enough to keep getting duped by this as well. Like, okay, because 
it's one thing to be duped by that world's best cup of coffee. I mean, if, if you believe that, you're you're a fucking idiot, you know. But it's it's another thing to be duped by the no man's sky thing. You know what I mean? Where they're telling you this is going to be a completely different game experience than you've ever had, and they're showing you, um, you know, gameplay and 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 you know, cut game scene cuts and stuff like that, where you can see that wow, this this rocket is going into all these different space areas, and you're not encountering anyone else, and you're you know, you're doing this really cool stuff, and then you know, and and they've they've put out press releases and they've done interviews and they've given you all this information to believe that that's what you're getting. And then you get it and it's not what you expected. Um, not even close. Then, okay. Then, then who really got duped? You, you know, who, 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 you know, who's, who's the idiot? Um, I don't know. I guess that, that comes down to, uh, our own impressions. Yeah. And I think that's what we kind of were bouncing around, you know, in, in going over some of these cases we were discussing, you know, in, in what circumstances was it uh, an oddest mistake or, or, you know, puffery beyond what was reasonable versus just straight up like, yeah, it's going to be like a open world epic RPG. And then it turns out to be like, you know, a pachinko game or something, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I guess the answer is to be more savvy as a consumer, perhaps not to pre-order, perhaps not to let your emotions carry you into a purchase before you've learned a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, like, I, I think it's, you know, a, a, until that whole, like, Oh, I've got to be like, like Brian alluded to, I've got to have it on the first day until that whole, like need to be first or need to like have some sort of exclusive goes away. Um, the companies are just going to keep capitalizing on that. And, and they, they certainly artificially create that market, you know, whether it's with promo cards or with, you know, the, the need to be first to get the, to get the game or, Oh, we're not going to have enough games. We're only going to have a, you know, limited, they can make as many as they fucking want, especially in the right. time, as many in the time, especially in the time frame they have, you know what I mean? You mean to tell me that they can only print 1000 cop, you know, 10,000 copies or whatever it is, or a hundred thousand even like, no, they can make as many as they want easily, you know? And, um, uh, you know, so, so, so they know what they're doing. They're, 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 they want to create that market and they want to capitalize on it when they can. And that's only good business. So I don't fault them for that. I think we as consumers, like you said, need to be a little more savvy and understand that, okay, even if I don't get it on the first day, that's fine. I can always fucking get it from the red box or I can whatever, just play it or, or, or you know, or, or get it, you know, in a month or so, or even a couple weeks after that, or buy it from someone who's unhappy with it. Cause you can always, cause you know, you know, these other idiots are going to get duped. So, and then they're going to turn around and try to sell it on eBay or sell it somewhere else. And you could, you know, get it for half price maybe. And, uh, um, you know, sort I'll give you a perfect example. I absolutely want to purchase the Tesla three. Yeah. Right. I want, that is going to probably, uh, unless it's just a monumental fuck up on Tesla's part, that is going to be my next car. Right. Um, but I'm not going on to Tesla and putting up a thousand bucks or whatever it is as a deposit, because I want the first ones to be produced first. And I want them, I want to see what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we got the king. Yeah. I don't need to have that first one off the lot or have that first, you know, whatever be in that first wave of people who get the car. Um, a, because it doesn't really matter that much to me. I have a, a car that's just fine. That's paid off that I don't need to go into debt for, you know what I mean? That So I'm okay 
with a with, with the car that I have, and and two, because I, I don't like it's. Who cares if you have that first one? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay, I guess it's nice to be the first person on the block with the car, but like, what does that last for 10, 20, 30 days, maybe at the most? Yeah. And, and, then, and then it's just old hat, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, Cam, I'll, I'll just go ahead and confess. I'm probably part of the problem when it comes to video game consoles and <laughs> movies. Uh, but it's because I, I guess I'm willing to be duped because I just, I like having the con the, the, the brand sparkly new console, like on the absolute leading edge, if I can. Well, it's, I mean, it's one thing if you pick your poison, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're, if we're talking about the newest Nintendo console coming out, okay, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But for every single game or every single whatever, you know what I mean? It doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, pre-ordering everything. Yeah, and I, I, I could be a more savvy consumer when it comes to movies, but uh, the internet hate machine is so strong that I can't distinguish it sometimes in my mind from legitimate criticism. Mm. So I hear like a Rotten Tomato score of thirty, and I'm thinking like of a bunch of like you know striped shirt wearing, beret wearing, <laughs> long cigarette smoking, self-appointed movie critics like, Ugh, did not right. live up to my standards, you know, right. which is partially probably my fault but also probably says something about the the way the media position themselves as these arbiters of what's the word I'm looking for quality um i i think they're a little out of sync with what the general public likes and i'm the general public yeah well i mean i like you know like i've liked several movies like i liked suicide squad i liked the uh batman versus superman like you know, there, there, there's been movies that I've actually liked and there are games that I actually like that get panned, you, you know, but, so, but I want to be able to make that decision for myself. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to be stuck, uh, you know, in that first wave. Uh, and like I said, let, let them work out the kinks, let them work out, let, let, let's figure out what happened. And then if I decide, okay, this is something that I, I do want to buy, then do it. But you know, the whole overhype thing just kind of bothers me. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on the letting the hype uh, sell your product and be that uh, puffery. Is it puffery or puffing? Puffery? Puffery, puffing. Yeah. It's the same. Be yeah. that puffery or periphery uh, yeah. when it comes to you know generating controversy or a bunch of heat around your product that has nothing to do with it. Well, and I, 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 and going back to like how long are we going to let ourselves get duped by that? I mean, I understand there needs to be a certain like a certain degree of that puffery and, and stuff like that. But I mean, I think if you really look at things, it's pretty easy to tell who's trying to generate that uh, artificial buzz because they know they're not selling a good product as opposed to who's trying to generate, uh, you know, that natural, if, if something's good and it's, it's good on its own merits, it never has a problem getting out you know what i'm saying if you know something like think about like movies that were just good because they're good or, or think about like um uh like for instance that um i'll leave it just, just i'll just use a perfect example like uh the stranger things or even that the night of series or whatever i have not seen a single ad for any of those either of those right yes, but, yes. How, but how many people have you heard talking about them yeah like that was so many people right like it just it, it, things that are good stand on their own merits. They don't need to be artificially puffed up. 
That's a great point. That's a great point. Talk about just like organic grassroots marketing. Like, let's make a good product and word will get out. But that's kind yeah. of my complaint about Ghostbusters too. No one ever said, this is going to be a movie you'll enjoy. Everybody said, that guy you hate is going to hate this. Go see it to yeah. screw him. Right, right. There's the periphery. Like, yeah, you're 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 tired of these these neck beards who you know are creepy and ask you out dates and then don't think don't think you're a real nerd. Stick it to them by seeing this, right? I, I, um, to this yeah. date, I don't really know anybody who was like, "Holy shit, guys, that was spectacular! You gotta see it!" Like that was a non-product. And and, and yeah. Cam is exactly right. Stranger Things is a, a huge quality product. And I, I mean, I haven't seen uh, Into the Night, but or I'm sorry, uh, The Night of, but I, yeah. it certainly sounds like a lot of people think that's a quality product. Yes, I've caught a bits of that, and it is. Yeah, Stranger Things is amazing. Um, yeah, well, I, I know of one person who, who who likes it, but it's someone on a Facebook that we probably don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> she she, she uh, she's not a we're we're not a big fan of hers. Oh, so. okay, all right. <laughs> I'm talking about Ghostbusters. Oh, 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 Ghost, like oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you guys know who I'm talking about. I think I probably do. I mean, yeah. I could guess it in two. There, yeah. there are people in my extended social media circles who, yeah, they were not shy about telling you that they were obligated to like the movie as you know people of us who advocate for certain social justice uh, movements or what have you. Because of their political views i don't know how how more accurately yeah. to put this they're obligated to like the movie and you better like it too or else you're you, you've got some moral shortcomings to to account for and i mean that's bullshit i'm not gonna i'm not obligated to like a damn movie because you know it, it does what some would argue is a laudable thing in featuring female a female cast yeah um, i would i wouldn't like a movie just because it was like someone of my ethnic group in it you know what i mean that's stupid that's like the herd mentality it's, it's, just, it's like why you have to like something just because like you're told uh, to. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's worse than liking something that's racist almost in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's like you should like it because you like it because it's something that appeals to you or that like you think is a well-made product, not because someone's telling you. Agreed. Agreed. And I, and I say that with the 4.8% moral authority I now have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, that, and there, there again, the periphery, the puffery in the periphery, the not, not, uh, necessarily reasons to be for or against a product and certainly not reasons to vote for a product to fail. I refer to our previous uh, episode where we were talking about suicide squad, the DC hate brigade. If you don't like it, don't go see it. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't even know why you have to tell people like, oh, it's so bad. Oh, but there was a lot of that. And don't you go see it either. Or you are a moral <laughs> or you're morally questionable. Yeah. Like that night of the, it, the main character is a Pakistani kid. You know, I'm half Pakistani. I, I don't like it because it, the kid's Pakistani. And because like it dealt with like, you know, they, they dealt a lot like sort of with like the Pakistani culture or whatever in New York city. I don't like it because of that. I mean, I guess it was like a little bit of an added bonus, but I actually didn't even really know that until I started watching the show. Like, like you, you know what I mean? You're kind of the only person that I have seen talk about it. No one else is like, oh, it's such a big Pakistani thing. It's important for Pakistanis. You got to watch it because you're Pakistani. Like, 
Yeah. It's it's a personal thing for you, and that's great. But it's not. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like it's not like a Pakistani power thing, right? I mean. No, no, it could. It, 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 it's just the fact that he's a minority. It could have been any minority. It could have been Hispanic. It could have been black. It could have been anybody. It's just a the 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 idea is he's a kid. He's a minority. He got immediately blamed for something that he didn't do or supposedly didn't do. Whatever you know, you know. But and and that's it. And and if it would have sucked, if that show would suck, like I wouldn't go around and be like. Oh well, you should watch it because it really, you know, talks about the Pakistani community or whatever. Like, no, I wouldn't tell people to watch it at all. I would tell them don't watch it. It sucks. You know what I mean? Like, don't waste your time. Um, so, like, I don't know. I don't like that cheap mentality. It's it's relatable to any community. Yeah, it's uh, universal. It's not something that only happens somewhere or anything like. It's a it. What is exclusionary about that like nothing it could be anything it can be everyone yeah and they didn't other than touching on it you know in the background of the show because i like i said i've caught like parts of certain episodes Mm -hmm. i watched it i gathered that his parents were immigrants of some stripe but i had no idea what their background was because they didn't like come walking in with like a flag right you know (laughs) and like yeah I will say though that I will say though that they, you know, the father of course was a cab driver. Shocker. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we have to be realistic, Cab. We're trying to paint a realistic. <laughs> what a shock! <laughs> and the whole thing, I don't, you know, this won't ruin anything for anyone. And the whole thing was that, like, you know, he he borrowed really kind of stole the dad's cab because he wanted to go to a party in, in New York city. And then all these people were getting into the cab because they thought he was a cab driver. I mean, it was <laughs> a cab. So, I mean, I guess you can sort of get away with that, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, I think we've, I think we've driven this episode home. Yes. For I, sure. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, no need to keep the meter running any longer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody takes Uber. Uh, so That's true. Anyway, anything else to add, guys? I think we kind of discussed this strange phenomenon of really uh, properties not delivering on what's promised and then relying on aspects that are sort of tangential to the core uh, product to, to to carry them or to generate hype it's it's misdirection i don't know how else you, yeah know, i mean that's terrible just just advertise your product and if you don't sell enough make a better product next time right that's a that's a better way to put it make america great again right. at least make the movies great again Talk about, <laughs> speaking of misdirection <laughs> hey hey i'm 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 a diehard supporter man what are you talking about <laughs> Uh, no, no, I have no political views whatsoever. Do not be, be you a supporter of one candidate or another for the presidential election. Please listen to our show. We, 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 we accept listeners of all stripes. Exactly. Okay. With that said, I think I will bring this episode to a close by telling our listeners that regardless of what stripe they are, they should check us out weekly on iTunes, Stitcher, if they prefer a streaming alternative, or on Google Play Music, with America Great Again. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circles, and join the Nerd Stravaganza HQ group on Facebook. 
And even if you're an underwear stripe, you're welcome at our <laughs> website, nerdstravaganza.com. Check out all of our uh, our shiny new website and all the good stuff that comes along with that. Uh, you can puff puff pass on over to YouTube <laughs> and check out all of our video content. Just type in nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar and check us out. Uh, check us out there, and shoot us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know what shows you're watching and how many times you've been duped in the last year or so. We have the best words, but Brian has the best even among those. So, Brian, take us away. I, I, I'm still ashamed. You guys called me duped like 50 times this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs>